Hey, yo, it's your boy, Sam Duke. It's your man, Taylor McHale. And you are listening to another great episode of You Good, good bro? Yes, sir. Welcome to the show today. Yes, we got We got something special. And I'm saying it's special because it's going to be special to me. I think that uh, (laughs) I've said this before, but for the people that don't listen, this podcast is very much for me and Mikkel, just as much as it is as it is for you. We love listening to this just as much as you love listening to it as well. And sometimes we do episodes that uh, that have a a real they they, they basically have something going on and very that relates to what we have going on in life and um and i think uh this past week something came up on my timeline and it's funny because uh i think mikhail tagged me in it and i got it from a whole bunch of other people and so what's interesting about it as we do this show and we kind of put things out and i know we haven't put put stuff out as consistently in in recent days or months but we will be doing more consistent shows but People start sending me stuff like, oh, y'all should do a show about this. Y'all should talk about this. Y'all should talk about that. And sometimes I actually, you know, come back on and we do it. And other times I just, you know, was like, okay, well, I may not be the best. I can't find anyone that can kind of speak to some of the stuff. But this right here, I feel like I can speak to very clear, very concise. And I I think that it's something I relate to. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to for a man to get rest for a man to get rest to actually be at peace at rest and and you know not have anything going on you know stopping the grind actually you know coming to a stopping point trying your best to not overexert yourself or exert yourself at all rather in my opinion the way I'm looking at it is I'm talking about real chill real rest a real stopping point and the reason this resonates with me is because I can be considered a workaholic and to be honest with you most guys that I know probably can also fit into that realm and so I'm going to, sh- before before we go into the, to dive in full, I'm going to go ahead and play the video that everybody sent me. And I know a lot of you guys have already heard it, but we're going to play it and then we're going to come back and we'll have it. We're going to have this conversation. You once said when a man says he's tired, pay attention. Mm-hmm. Expound on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, the suicide rate amongst men, uh, we three to four times as likely to die by suicide than our women. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine out of 10 people who live to be over a hundred are women. Over 70% of homicides are by men in the United States. So, so long we tell each other, we give each other pounds, stay strong, brother. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, that's telling us when we're weak, we're not a man. You can't stay strong. Mm-hmm. I could put, I can just put the bar, a 45 pound Olympic, tell you to hold an Olympic bar uh, out on the bench press. Say, I want you to hold that till tomorrow. <laughs> you won't. You have, we have to be careful of the misleading mantras that we say. You know, uh, what doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. That's not true. Or everything in moderation. No, unless an ounce of cyanide will kill you. Mm. So we have to be careful how we program ourselves. So when a man is tired, a strong man is tired. When I say believe him, what I mean is welcome him to rest. Allow him to decompress. You're tired, brother. What do you need from me? I don't need to ask you to do something else. You got to understand when you're like us community servants, no one that will ever stop you from helping them. 
You have to stop yourself. And that's what I mean by that. So many of us, we work past fatigue, again, for that affirmation. It's hard to say no. And that's one of the greatest things I've learned to master is saying no. I can always come back to say yes, but when I say yes first, now I'm committed to something, and then I'm typically operating in frustration. And so now when a strong man tells you he's tired, believe it, and then do something about it to help him rest and recover. If not, just like an athlete, uh, Kevin Durant, for instance, when he went back too soon after the injury, we, we go right back out after someone gets killed in our family. We expect life to be normal. My mother passed in 2016. I expect just to forget it and keep moving, and it still crushes my heart to this day. No, it takes time. And as, as, as brothers we and sisters, we need to be patient and loving and understanding, and grieving is a lifelong process. Healing is a lifelong process. And as we always say, there's no point of arrival. It's, uh, it's a constant state of evolving, becoming better, becoming better. Man, I related to everything you said. I mean, even the part about his mom and my, you know, and still healing from that. Like it's it's a constant thing. Like shout out to the Breakfast Club. Dog, I mean, <laughs> when I tell you, I listened to that and I was just like, it, you you know how you just have this like this like sigh, you just oh man. Yeah, yeah. Like What's my man's name? Jason. Uh, Jay, his name is Jason Wilson. Jason Mr. Jason Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he's, shout out Jason. I think he's like the martial arts instructor. You've probably seen some of his videos where he's yeah. like, you the know, kids on the on the dad's yeah, back. Yeah, the kids like yeah. he, all, all of that. Like he's, he, I think one guy, one kid was trying to break the board, and he was like, it hurts. It's like you know, yeah, that you one. know, you, it, pain happens. You know what I'm saying? And you kind of have to learn how to fight through pain. And at, he yeah. asked him, "Why are you crying?" Right. And I think it. And and even there's the other one where he's like swinging the thing at the boy's head, and and the guy the boy is ducking too quick, and he's right. like, no, there's no threat right here. Basically, you know, there's he's trying to show him like you have to see when the threat is coming and then well, react to from, it. right? That's yeah, right. instead of just always reacting uh, super quick. So he teaches some really really good lessons through martial arts and just his his wisdom. And when he's when when he said when a man says he's tired tells you he's tired pay attention the first thing that came to mind is like do we pay attention that's one you know like do do we pay attention to the fact that sometimes men will say they're tired and what is the response that we get from a social standpoint when you know i think about like when i tell my wife i'm tired what does that look like what does is there still you know, does, do, does, do things stop or does the assistance come in? Or when I tell, you know, people at my job, I'm tired. What does that look like? Um, or when I tell my, my, my boys, I'm not, I'm tired. You know, what does that look like? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, <clears throat> and so I was just kind of thinking about that. I was like, okay, what, why do we respond the way we respond to, a man being tired, right? When you look at the way society looks at it, it's like men value are valued by the way that we work or like what we bring to the table or how yeah. we, you know, it's like we, we think about people talk about a good man, you know, what does a good man look like? 
it's always associated to, you know, what he can do. It's the right. first. How, how much bacon? Yeah. First, it's, all, it's always to the job. Or what does he do? You know what I'm saying? Then it's the, it's the oh, okay, he, uh, what, what can he fix? What does he then? What does he believe in? What like, does he believe he, in? Christian, is he Muslim? Yeah. Is he Jewish? Is and, he, and it's like, atheist? The, is he anything? And the fatigue associated with that, you know, and how we deal with the fatigue associated with that, because there's two things. There's the, there is the expectation, which is which is one piece of it. It's like okay, we're expected. Like if men that want to be good men, it's the you know we kind of talked about this in the in the in one of the, our past episodes. Is the pressure that comes along, even if you want to be a good man, there mm -hmm. are things that kind of come down on you to, to that when it comes to being a man. Because you you ask a woman to take on certain things, they they'll happily they'll tell you no. Like I don't want to provide for a family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no there's no like a desire. Sometimes we do they, they do it out of necessity. But there's no desire for that. There are some men that desire it, but then the pressure of all of that makes it debilitating. Makes it hard. Yeah, makes makes it hard. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, for me, and I'm really, really, every time I listen to that, I I go into myself, into my own mind. I, yeah. I'm processing it. But the thing is, is it is about what society responds to that to the to the man saying he's tired. But what I take pay more attention to is how the man that says it is responding to it. Like he'll say that he's tired, but he'll still keep going. <sighs> like he won't take the break himself. He won't be like, you know what, fuck y'all, I'm taking a break. You feel what I'm saying? Like it's it's so ingrained that the person saying it himself can't even, you know, set the boundary and and take charge of it because he feels yeah. compelled. Like oh, I can't take this break because. You know, that's so, and this is what kind of leads where I feel like it kind of leads to suicide because it's a, it's a miserable life. Yeah. It's a miserable life. And the person is seeing it every day and they can't escape it. And, and no one is, you know, uh, showing him grace. I just caught the shirt. You know, show, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's showing him grace enough for him to rest or to, to take that break. And, it's just, I don't know, what is it to say about a society that prioritizes productivity over health? Because I mean, that's what we're talking about. Like, I mean, that's the, and that's the, that's the society we live in, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a go, go, go. But even when you think about, um, cause you're saying from an internal standpoint where men, when men come about thinking about having to continue, even though you're tired. Yeah. It's like, but if you don't, then that diminishes your self-worth as well to a degree, right? It's like if yeah. you if you say, all right, I'm tired, I'm not gonna do this. Internally, you start to have that battle with yourself that you're not doing enough. Uh sure. And I, and that's supported. Like, you know, not to put my wife on blast, but one of her sayings is, but where's your fruit? Mm. Like, you know, you're working hard, you're working hard, where's the fruit? Mm. They should tell you whether or not it's worthy or not. And it's like, okay, well, shit, if I'm busting my ass, busting my ass, what message am I saying to myself if I'm referring to her comment? Yeah. Like, I'm not doing a good job. You know, regardless of how hard I'm working and I'm tired, 
Yeah. You working for nothing. You know, that's how it plays out in my head. So you talking about a value statement being created by a society that's based solely on where's your fruit. And mm. if you don't like for people, people say, well, why aren't, why aren't men, more men teachers? You know, why aren't there more men in social work? Why aren't the people, you know, we, why are we not out there doing this? Because yeah. those roles do not bring home enough fruit for us to be valued by our partners. Mm. Um, it's, well, I'd say in a heterosexual component. I, I yeah. don't know what happens in, in other homes. But but in terms of women and men, it's, you know, I remember there was a time, I, I don't even know if teachers make more than this now. Like the first year teacher is 36,000 or somewhere in there yeah, in the state yeah. of Georgia. And, and they have to go get like master's degrees to kind of bump, bump the salary. Right, up which means more loans, more debt. You know? <laughs> more debt. Yeah. And so... It, it makes it hard for that man to produce the life that he wants for his family because that income ratio plays a part in mortgages um, and income. And if you, God forbid, if you had a kid, there's one thing to be you and her only, you know what I mean? But yeah. like you said, I don't know any woman that says, ooh, I want to be a provider. But in this day and age, women are making more money than men. They are, yeah. I so mean it's like... You know, it, it's it's a different type of pressure. Yeah, you feel me. And so, and because of that, then 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 that leads the man to go out and say, "I gotta go grind. I have to put in more time. I have to." There's there are men that you know that don't want to date women that make more money than them, so they have to go out there and and get it right. And right. so they're working themselves, as he said, to exhaustion. And then you, try, you you start to, I mean, for me, I start to think about like, where does that come from? Because I'm a grinder. I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here like a holier than thou. Like I'm really that type of person. I am the grinder. I am the person that kind of works past exhaustion sometimes. I am the person that does things to the point where sometimes I have to be like, yo, Sam, I got, you got to chill. And I start, I begin to ask myself, like, where does that come from? Where? Why do I feel as if I have to do all these things? Why do I have to put my hand in all these pots? And why I do I answer that? I mean, I'm, <laughs> bro, I, I started researching, so I, I think I can answer it too. Go ahead, and, go ahead. And, and so what, what I got from it is, you know, you know, it's a, it is, and it sounds crazy because it, it wasn't me talking to me. It was actually me talking to somebody else on Instagram that was just like, oh, I'm a hustle. I'm always going to hustle. I'm never going to stop. You know, and he's like, he basically was saying like, you know, that's all he does. He's going to hustle. He's always going to be, he's going to work, keep working. And I was just like, bro, that may be a trauma response. You know, I told him, I, I sent him, I was like, you know, you got to be careful about that because that may be a trauma response. In that moment, I was preaching to myself. I'm being real. Like, so right. like damn. I just told this one it's a trauma response, but I know what the fuck I got going on. And wait a minute, I, I want to do a reaction on this thing. So man, <laughs> where's the little button at? Ding 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 ding. Go ahead, go ahead. But yeah, so I told him, I was like, bro, like I started, you know, thinking about myself the way I grew up. And you know, I grew up poor, you know, and I I I didn't have a lot of the things I that 
that I, I wanted growing up. You know what I'm saying? We had a good family, got good, good vibe. You know, we we gelled well, but you know, we went, there was some, there was some hungry days. There was some, you know, walking to the grocery store and mm-hmm. you know, there was some of that in 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 the way that we we grew up. And I realized that I was just like, I don't want to ever go back to that. And I'm it's like I'm running. I'm saying I'm going to run away from that. Like, I'm trying right. my best to run away from that and be as far away from that as possible. But this is this is where this, this is where this takes a real, real interesting turn. Right. Because we're talking about the grind. Right. We're talking about how we know we're tired. We know we need to stop. And we know that it's not healthy for us. But we do it anyway. What does that sound like, Mikael? I mean, for me, it sounds like uh, you said trauma response. That is, it's kind of self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that too. That too. So that's that's what it sounds like to me. But hold on, so hold on. Now, tell right, me where you're you going. Before you get too far, where I'm going with it is it sounds like addiction. Uh, you know, well, addiction is tied to coping. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, coping, it's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a coping I was response. like, yo, this shit sound like addiction. Cause like, okay, you know, it's not good for you because you're doing it too much. Right. And you know, it, it could potentially hurt you. It could potentially harm you. And then instead of stopping or, you know, sometimes instead of stopping and choosing your family, choosing your time, choosing yourself, you choose that you choose the work you choose the money you choose whatever it is that's motivating you to continue to do this and i was like yo it seems like it's like oh they workaholic right workaholic is is <laughs> it's almost like saying like it's, a pro- it's called a, it's a process addiction so okay um, there we go i don't I, you know i don't be knowing the terms but it just said when i started putting it down and thinking about it i'm like yo it's this shit sound like addiction and his addiction comes from trauma. Is like that shit kind of fits it together. It is, yeah. I mean, that, that's absolutely right. I mean, that's where you can kind of get into yeah the the addiction realm where what we're talking about is is a process addiction. It's basically like a sex addiction or and, and any type of addiction is born out of coping with a trauma or co- coping with some type of injury. Uh, that you suffered at a point and this kind of helps you because some people work to escape their thoughts yeah like if they if they took time to rest and and sit there and sleep they may have nightmares you understand what i'm saying like they they may have uh just negative thoughts into their minds when they're quiet um so they discovered that you know when they're working they can't think about the things that trouble them the most. And that's how they slide into addiction. And um, it's a different, it's not a chemical dependence like you would with the substance yeah. addiction, but it it is a, uh, a, ma- a chemical manipulation, if you will. Because if you think about the cortisol that comes from stress, um, if you're kind of putting things in place I mean, there is a dopamine response. Let me back up and say this. There is a dopamine response to process addiction. The same way it is for chemical addiction. Okay. Right. But 
dopamine is a, a reward chemical that is released into our bodies when we accomplish, like you, we were talking about earlier, how our kids, you know, when they get goals or they, 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 um, in soccer or if they score a touchdown or whatever, they get yeah. really excited. Yeah, it's, it's beyond just the excitement. There's a actual chemical reaction that says, do that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of tied into what addiction is, is you're seeking primarily that emotion, that feeling, thrill seeking, if you will. So, um, and in substance abuse, that happens because the substance triggers the release. Okay. So you'll have the same release of energy and you ain't doing half of the stuff you would do. So that's all it really boils down to. When we're doing workaholic, the fact that you're able to get the spreadsheet completed, sent off on time, and everybody's like, oh, great job, Sam. That stuff feeds that dopamine center, that reward center. Yeah. So it's part, I could see that angle of it too. Um, for me, it's the grind is really a trauma response to what poverty is. Uh, um, and what it what it has been for some people and what they think it is for others. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I always tell people one of the, my biggest fears is sharks. And and that's a that's a reasonable fear. It's a regular, it's a regular fear. Yeah. But I'm not in the ocean. So I shouldn't be looking around and saying like who is a shark. <laughs> So that's what we find that people experience when they're in a trauma response state of mind is that every second, every minute has to be in the context of what we're talking about. Yeah. Getting getting this money. Yeah. I got to get this money, man, because I got to eat. Man, you, you know what? And I'm it's, like, well, you ate just an you hour just ago. Ate. You, <laughs> you can't be hungry. How much you, you got to eat? Like, like, <laughs> How much food? Right, bro. It's funny because I was watching a show the other day, and I don't know if you watched it. Do you love watch Love and Marriage Huntsville? No, uh, it's I'm married at first sight. Okay, all right. Well, Love and Marriage Huntsville is a show about um, black entrepreneurs that are in the real estate game, which is you know Mm, mm. they're they're in the real estate. I know the show. Yeah, I know the show now. Yeah, and so there's a there's a guy on there. He's actually bros. His name is Marso. And he, you know, he's, they, he was, they was having, they were having dinner and his wife like kind of did a, took him to like a, a, a surprise therapy session. He didn't know what oh, was happening, wow. which was bad. You know, that's a bad yeah, thing. And she thing. has, she had been saying like, there's been a disconnect in their relationship for a little while. And, you know, they never really got into the, the core of what that disconnect was, but then they, you know, they got all the couples together. You know how couples do when we get together. We just ask questions. We just drop mm-hmm. something on the table, see, yeah, see how things fine. go. Yeah. And kind of see give different perspectives. And one one perspective that was dropped down on the table, one, I mean, one question that was dropped on the table was like, like, do you prioritize happiness in your life? Like, is that a priority for you in your life? Like happiness. And Marceau, who is a very accomplished commercial real estate developer is you know he's like he's the he's the he's like the he's the younger brother of the there's two brothers marceau and then there's uh i don't know maurice he's the younger of the brothers but he seems to have a lot of his stuff together he's Mm -hmm. he has the the generational wealth building mentality 
He's always on go. You know, he's working the land, trying to create a, a, yeah. a, a manor for him and all his family to live on, that type of thing. And, you know, it seems as if he never stops, right? He never stops. And his response to that happiness question was, happiness has always come secondary to, to basically anything I had going on. And he, what's wild about it is, because these past two years, he was, you know, he's opened a cigar lounge. He's started a, a Black-owned champagne company. And, you know, he's doing a lot of things. And he was, like, in the midst of doing all of this successful stuff, he, he said he's been the most depressed that he's ever been in life. Yeah, yeah. And so he's so he's like, I've been accomplishing all of these things. I've been grinding and hustling and making money, like, you know, because we grew up poor. And now you're talking about a man whose net worth is north of $10 million, right? Mm. And so it's like, Poverty is not around the corner. Like you said, it's not like poverty is like, gotcha, nigga, survive. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, he's he's still feeling like there's he's like he still feels behind. And that's what he was saying. It's like I still feel behind. I'm still feeling right. like there's there's more. And he, I guess he just came to a realization recently that he's traded time for money. And, you know, time you can't get back. Can't get and he back. realized, he was like, yo, like, I thought that once I was able to go out here, grind, get to the money, I'm building generational wealth. I have businesses that my family can inherit, my children can inherit. I'm building, you know, on a huge plot of land trying to, to, to put my family on. You know that that's gonna you know house. I think it's the yeah. Smith Estates or whatever. I think that's his last name. But he's gonna he's gonna house all of his family there, and you know he's he's setting them up, and that's his thing. And I mean that's kind of my thing too with me and my children. But sure. that's his thing. It's like generational wealth. This is going past me. It's for my grandchildren and that type of thing. And he just found that he just is not happy. Yeah, I mean, I honestly. If we if we look at him from a historical standpoint, I don't know if you read a lot of biographies and stuff, but I know we I've, read, I've, I've but read I don't some. Be, I don't, some. You know, the biographies are my thing, but yeah, I, I, but I, they, I but but it's like I've never read one where it said that the person that we're reading about was happy. Like I, I've never heard a story told from a happiness standpoint. I've never mm -hmm. heard whether the Rockefellers really had joy. Like you know, what I mean, it, it, quite frankly, the opposite, right? When you when you really look at the no, story. you're right. It's all <laughs> it's all just a business setup. It's all it's just all, like yeah. This is what the Rockefellers did, right? This is what the wall. I mean, I haven't read. I mean, the wall. you could you could see like you could, for example, a relevant family, the Bushes, right? Yeah. When you look at their setup and how things happen and and how George W. ended up spiraling and you know, the things he spiraled into and, yeah. and so on and so forth. But because of his setup by his dad, he was still able to ascend the presidency and Jeb was yeah. able to do what he did. But the family dynamic definitely seems broken. It and, does. And, and, and that's why I'm kind of going with it. It's mm -hmm. like the issue is from from the brother's perspective, Brother Smith, I, yeah. Marceau, yeah. Marcel, um, is... He came from poverty. 
So he is trained and honed survival skills. Yeah. He has not trained and honed living. Living mm. skills. Like a lot of us know how to survive. A lot of us know how to stretch $5. A lot of us know how to coupon. A lot of us know how to, but, but the question is, do you, when you get this food, do you, uh, sit there and enjoy it and think about the process of how it was made and how beautiful the day was. Hell, even and taste like, that shit. Taste, or even made. taste it going yeah. down, right. Yeah. And so it's like, we're not, you know, skilled, if you will, because everything is taught, right? Yeah. We're not skilled in how to enjoy life. Like the turn up is real, but the misery that comes after the turn up, the recovery is not. Right. So there's a way that you can, yeah, you know, there's a way you can enjoy a party without having a hangover the next day. Yeah, that's true. And, and, but we don't know how to do that. And that's one of, that's one of the elements that's missing. And that is the core of happiness, the, the ability to enjoy life, no matter where you are, what you're doing. There are a lot of people that have really signed up for jobs that they hate. I know so many attorneys that hate their work. Mm. But they became attorneys because they were told or sold the dream that if you go to law school yeah. and you become an attorney, you're going to ball. That's balling. That's, that's sure. you, six, you six figures out the door. You know, and they're just like, oh, yeah. And they get into the work and they hate the work. Yeah. They don't have any passion for the work. They don't even, but they continue at it. But they go, they go for years. Years, years, and years. Sometimes even retired, and we've never enjoyed any piece of not it. one piece of it. And and that's what I'm getting at is that it's not so much the grind that's killing us; it's our inability to enjoy life. Period. The mindfulness that comes from enjoying life is missing from the skill set from the toolbox, oh. and and that's what it boils down to. Because it's like uh, I want to say. Like one of the trips my wife and I took, we went to, and I talk about it all the time, if you know me personally, yeah. we went to like the Maldives. And the trip itself, I mean, coming from the United States costs too much money. So it ended up being like a, a bonus trip because we yeah. went to Dubai, which is a good, you know, reasonable cost. But when yeah. we got to Dubai, the cheaper, the price of the Maldives was nothing. Yeah. Bruh, that was the best money we've ever spent. Because when we got there, you could not grind. Mm. You know, it speak was, on that. Speak on that. I, I, I want to hear what you what you well, mean by that. It, so, put it this way: it was beautiful outside. Period. Like it, it was captivating. Yeah. Like it, it literally when you walked out the door, the visual stimulation was intoxicating. Mm. Like, you just couldn't stop. You couldn't believe how clear the water was. You couldn't believe how clear the air was. Like, I could still see into the solar system during the daytime. You know, like, I can see the yeah. moon. Like, you know, that's un that's nah, not that's, normal. That's 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 kind of cool. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I get, I get the, ca the captivated. Like, bro, at it's night, like, you, okay. can see it, you can see nebulas. So all it's, the stars, it, right? All the stars. And the right. thing that was crazy... That's what I mean by visually intoxicating. During the day, it was intoxicating. During the night, it was intoxicating. Mm. Sunrise and sunsets. We had our laptops, bro, for work. 
And half the time, we would do like a page, little bit here, a little bit there. But the other time, we were just taking pictures and talking and enjoying food. And we were taking pictures of the laptop. Somebody, oh, we working from work. We ain't did shit. But it, <laughs> but it looked like we were doing it. That we were put in a space where it was so visually stimulating, we couldn't take our eyes off of it. What that looks like here is you have to kind of do it on purpose. Yeah, you have you have to find the spaces that you like. Like, when was the last time we've been to a park and just sat in the grass? Would I take our shoes off and just sit in the grass? You know, when was the last time we did that? And this is to the audience too. It's it's yeah. not just a question for us. When was the last time you laid back on a blanket and just stared at clouds mm. at the shape of them? Man, stuff we used to do when we were kids. And it's before, just, it's the simple things, It's the simplest man. things, bro. It's the, it's the simple things. things. I think it's, it's life just, I guess it puts you in a space where you feel like everything should be so complicated, so complex, or just life is complicated and complex. Right. And then you you forget to just be. And I, I'm not going to lie to you, Mikhail. You know, like I said, I'm a grindaholic. I got a lot going on. I do a lot, you know, but... This past week, my wife has been working. She's been being super busy with her with her job, you know, and I have had to, like, step in for the past month and a half and be, like, super pops. And mm -hmm. and I bullshit you not, Miguel. Monday, my wife got she, – she's back to working regular hours now. And Monday, I logged into my computer, like, regular, because I was like, okay, this is going to be a regular week, right? It's going to be a regular mm -hmm. week, you know. And the fatigue that I had when I logged in, I called my boss immediately and I said, hey, I'm tired. Like, I was like, because I, I usually, you know how it is, like when you want to take off, you usually try to do it in advance. People need to prepare, you know, you got, I just called and I literally said those words. I was like, I am tired. And he knew what was going on. You know, he know I've been, you know, playing Super Bowl right. the past couple months. And, and I was like, I logged in and this was supposed to be a regular week for me. So I figured, you know, why take off? Why, you know, why take off? Because I've been being super dad this morning. My wife took the kids to work. Right. I just took the kids to uh, school. School, I understand. You know, and so I was like, you know, you know, I just, can, you know, I got up, I fixed my tea, I sat down and I logged in and I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> like, fuck this shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't even aggressive, bro. It was really like, I'm not doing this shit today or tomorrow or the rest of this week. Right. I called him. I said, look, man, I can't do it. I I was like, I know I usually like put my time in in advance when I, I plan out my breaks. This was just one that I just did not see coming. And I I would like to take the, the, the week. And when I tell you I took this week, mm. You know, sometimes you try to catch up because I've been behind. Like, I got laundry that still right. need to be washed. Like, Part bruh. of the frustration is you bruh. see the stuff that you have. Yeah, I said, bruh, I, I tell you, I left all that shit. I have not done a fucking thing. <laughs> Good. And I say that with the most sincerity. Right. I have not done a damn thing. Not a thought, uh, not uh, anything that triggered me to think. I, but I've been resting. I even went and got a bed. I was like, fuck, I'm going to get a good <laughs> fucking bed. Everybody ain't able, so I'm not trying to, you know, look. Yeah, put it in, put it in people's ears that they got to have it. At right. the same time, I was like, yo, let's go get a bed. I need a new bed that gives me, I need some optimum rest. 
You need real support. Bruh. <laughs> when I tell you, this been this week has been one of the best weeks I've had in a long, long time. And I've done nothing. And like you said, feet in the grass. Mm-hmm. Look up at the clouds. Taste the food when you eat it. Mm-hmm. Like just the those type of things. Have, mindfulness. Have, have, right? have a productive adult conversation where it's not about oh, not about tea. No yeah. tea. Just life. Just yeah, just about, about life. Not and not even and you know, me and my wife, we do business together. We was just like, no business. Let's you know, let's just be. You know what right. I'm saying? We cut on watching squid games, like watching people kill each other on TV. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and what's funny about that is, you know, I have a tendency when I watch things to dig into the messaging of it. Right. But, but I was just like, no, this needs to be brainless. It's just the, the motherfucker didn't do green light, red light, got his right. head shot off. Right, like, right. He didn't do what he's supposed to do. Just enjoy the car. Just enjoying the, 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 the <laughs> moment. And so it's like, I think it's 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 about learning how to deprogram, decompress, and actually learning how to rest, like real, real rest. And uh, and I mean, you said it, the deprogramming part. That yeah. Um, I think that's something that we got to spend time on, like deprogramming. What does that really mean? Like we we spend a lot of time focusing on oh we're adulting. Oh, we grown as hell. But are you really grown ass man, as, grown right. ass woman? Te- handle yeah. it, handle it. But it's like but we have no handle on ourselves. On ourselves. That's what I was getting at. But I'm like, are we really? And I think that that's the part that I like about what you just said is that it was it was something that you recognized you needed it, you took action and benefited from you taking the action. To me, that's more adulting than anything else. It's kind of like what Jason said in the clip. It was like, you know, that's, you know, the manhood is recognizing that you are not that strong. You're not supposed to be strong like that all the time. Like you're not supposed to be strong like that. Let's get, let's get that through our heads. Drop the line, Mikael. You know what line I want to hear. Drop the line. Well, give yourself grace. Give yourself grace, <laughs> grace, and you're not you're not superhuman. Oh you're yeah, you're human. not human. Yes, you're that's human. the one. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, and that's the part about it is that the message that I would want to get to our listeners, men and women alike, men are not robots. We need rest. We need love. We need affection. We need care. All these things are so anti-man message. But the reality is that's what we're starved for. And a lot of us don't know how to ask for it, to be nope. frank. Nope. Um, we're kind of scared to ask for it. I think I think my my thing, and this is I think this is directly to me, is this is just my question to you. And this I think this is my question to myself when I thought about it. Is are you ambitious or are you traumatized? And I think that that's the question I've asked myself. Are they mutually exclusive? I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is, I think you, you have to sort through it because I am ambitious. But the thing about it is my ambitions can 
feed the issues I have from my trauma as well. And so I'm just saying like you, the balance, because ambition overly done is overworking, is over, is, is workaholic. And overly ambitious can potentially can potentially be bad, right? But what yeah, I'm saying, I, that's why I stopped that. That's why I was I paused you on that because yeah. when I think about it, and and this may be debatable or not, but to mm -hmm. me, the healthier version of ambition is passion. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, are you passionate or you're ambitious? Because ambition means that I, you know, I want a million dollars. I maybe I kill a motherfucker for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, 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 are there really I, limits? I, to, I, I see what you're saying. I you see know, what you're saying. and and so it's kind of like um, I think of, when I think about ambition, I think about paid in full. Mm. The movie, the movie, paid in full. Mm -hmm. um, and it was tied to trauma, the trauma response, right? And it was like, yo, we got to get this money, man. We got to get this yeah. money. But really, if you're passionate about something, it's going to turn into money because you work for that passion. You're not working to eat. You're working because you're enjoying what you're doing. Mm. It's a, it's a no, different, different space. It's a, it's a, it, what's driving it is different. It's what's driving it is different. Yeah, the fuel uh, ambition for it is, is different. Ambition has a, has a tinge of uh, anger to it. You know, what yeah. I mean? like, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's um, an aggression. It's a, yeah. So I get what you're saying. It's an aggression. Passion is more is a love, right? It's a, it's you know, it's it's rooted in your your genuine feel for it. Versus, oh, oh, I got a way to kind of what's who's better? Who's a better player in football? The passionate player or the or the ambitious one? Mm. You understand definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely the passionate player. You can definitely tell, the passionate player. You can tell who loves it. Right. You know, and you can tell who loves it. And the ones that don't, you can tell too. Because as soon as the money ain't right, they ain't coming. Mm -hmm. They're not. The, you know, it just is what it is. But the ones who love it, you can tell. And that's, you can tell. that's the Because guess what? Gonna... The money wasn't right with Can Candace Parker just won the, the championship. The money wasn't right. right for her in LA. But she's like, I'm. I'm passionate about Chicago. I'm going there. If you're not going to pay me, I'm going where I'm going to go get a ship for where, where I love. Right. Which is my, which is my city. You know, it's like and it showed up and, showed and it up. showed up. It showed, it showed in the way that she played. It showed when, when she won the emotion, you could see it. It's like you, you, you understood she did something from the, the passion side. Right. Yeah, they paid her. But what I'm saying is, the passion you tell, the up. energy's different yeah, that's what i'm saying like the, it, it, and that's why i kind of you know gave pause to what you were saying i was mm -hmm. like no they're i think they kind of run together they run together yeah to a degree and so i would want i would hope that and people always say well you know, find your passion that's a whole nother part yeah that's you know the whole yeah. conversation but understand there's a difference in quality of life when you're doing something that you're passionate about Versus something that you feel like I got to get this money. Yeah, it's just a different energy when people and I talk to entrepreneurs often, and they they went into the rat race. You know what I mean? They went out to work and and yeah. they went to to jobs that they felt like were gonna get them the money that they were trying to you know set themselves up with, and they were miserable. Yeah, absolutely miserable. But then they took a chance. 
on starving for real because yep. that's what entrepreneurs <laughs> is. But it was something that they found, they discovered a passion for that they had a passion for, and they're successful they, at. They it. were able to run with it, and yep. and that's what that's where I come from with the with this at this point. It's like, bruh, you know. Well, you know, well, let me put it this way: like you said at the top of the uh, the session, it was this. We do this. We have a passion for what we're doing. Yep. It ain't made us rich. Nope. But you think the time that we commit to it that it's paying us a million dollars, and it's paying us a million dollars in spirit, and 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 just energy that that we gain from it can carry us through the rest of the grind for the day. Nah, that's true. That's true. I mean, and and you know, it's a, it's like a reset for us when we get get together and have these type of conversations. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, to rap, man, I I would I would say, you know, it's, it's it's a quote I saw where there is a lack of rest, there is abundance of stress. So, you know, pick pick what it is, you know, what I'm saying that you that you want to deal with. I, I'm not saying stress doesn't happen. I just think that we have to prioritize rest. It yeah, matters. I'm gonna just say grind culture is um is killing us. Ding ding ding. There it is. Whoop, there it is. Well, that, that is what it is, man. If you guys like the conversation, man, look, interact with us. Let us know what you think. It's you good bro podcast on IG, Facebook. Share this podcast with somebody you know needs it. That's right. one thing I, I I haven't said a whole lot of, but share these type of conversations with people that you know that need it because this is what this is about. Each one, teach one, reach one. And so, you know, send send it out, share it, interact with us. I am Sam Duke. I am good. Hey, and I'm Tim McKell. I am good. And just like that, we are out. We out. Peace. Peace.